Welcome to my world, supporting someone with an eating disorder. This is a podcast about and for those supporting someone suffering from an eating disorder. These are my own personal opinions and experiences gathered from being married to someone in recovery from an eating disorder and working with those struggling with eating disorders. This podcast is brought to you by Living Proof MM. Never underestimate your ability to recover. Eating disorder treatment facilities and the revolving door. Oh, we have all experienced being stuck doing something over and over, or so it seemed. The feeling can leave us lost and bewildered. We might ask ourselves things like, how did I find myself here? How can I get out? What am I doing wrong? If we are especially exhausted from doing the same thing over and over, we may even begin to accept that things just won't change because it must be me. I must be the problem. I must be broke. And so maybe we take a huge hit to our self-worth and to our confidence. There are many articles being written lately and a few books about the issues with the state of eating disorder treatment programs at our disposal and the appearance of what seems like rotating doors in these facilities for so many people. Of course, there are some folks who complete their initial and maybe even a second trip through the program, but it seems that the number of people seeking treatment a third, fourth, and even a fifth time is growing. Then there are those who've gone through and decided it was just not working, and they either come to believe that they are just too sick or that the programs offered are just not working for them, and they don't know where else to turn. Finally, there are so many people who can't even get into a treatment program because they are either not sick enough or just or maybe they're just too sick, it, and it really is sad. Many people get misdiagnosed, or maybe they're overweight, or they don't look like they're starving, and so they don't get diagnosed with an eating disorder. In some regions of the United States, there are so few resources for treatment programs and so few beds in these treatment programs that the list of people waiting to get in is too huge. I've spoken to so many who communicated that they went through the very same program time and time again, and their treatment never changed. It begs the question, how many times is enough before we realize that is maybe that it is the program and not us that may be the problem? We can't keep beating our heads against the same proverbial wall and expect a different outcome. And I know some people may dismiss this, but there is such a thing as building a reliance on treatment, becoming stuck because it becomes easier for us who've been through the program, whether it be the same facility or another, we have learned how to navigate the program itself and now it may be easier to remain in treatment than try and survive outside of in the real world. Of course, this continues to work so long as insurance or a state program is paying for the treatment. Please remember that I am dismissing those who might be thick-headed like me and just need a few times through to figure it out and leave and remain in successful recovery, but I am afraid that is not the majority of people affected by eating disorders. So are the treatment facilities currently in practice settled in their programs without consent, uh, without constant research to learn what is and is not working? Or are they just inadvertently setting us up for failure only to keep coming back time and again? If I were to take my car to an auto shop to get fixed and I end up going back two or three times to get the original issue fixed, I would probably reconsider going back to that shop. So why not question the treatment facilities I have access to? 
some people are going to be really upset by this, and I'm I'm sure that's the case. And it's just it's just kind of a sad reality. You know, we get stuck in this rut, and we keep going back, hoping something's going to stick. I think in some cases, depending on where you are at, there may be too few resources or facilities, or too few that are affordable. There are also parents and loved ones feeling desperate to help their person, so they do whatever they can, and that might mean sending them back time after time, or even sending them to ever-increasingly more expensive centers in hopes of a better outcome, only to be let down again and again because the program is basically the same. You just can't treat everyone with an eating disorder in the same fashion. That's a fact. As I have stated in previous episodes, everyone's traumas and triggers are different, and they will need to be addressed differently. But I don't think that's a good model for business. With that said, what do we do? Well, it comes down to assessing the treatment program carefully. I am not saying that one shouldn't trust the experts or the program. They work for some people, but not for all. That's the message here. I have researched these programs and I have found myself that not every counselor or therapist has experience nor training in working with eating disorders. Just because they are a therapist and may have a certain degree that does not make them an expert in eating disorders. Do your due diligence when considering a program. And if you or your loved one has already been through a program, be careful not to simply send them back through again if nothing has changed. And that goes for your loved one as well. Someone suffering from an eating disorder will need to be in the right place for them to be successful, though it is not a guarantee. They have to want to get better. They have to desire to recover or to let go of the control of that disorder. And I know that is easier said than done, but you simply cannot force anyone into recovery. Just keep that in mind. On the other hand, the right person, therapist, mentor, can be there to support and help direct them onto the right path if they are willing. Don't give up, don't give in, research, do your due diligence and things don't. if things don't work out the first time, reconsider and then consider other options. Structured, formatted, general sterile treatment facilities aren't for everyone and no matter what, don't ever take to heart when someone tells you whether or not it be a therapist or a treatment facilitator, that there is no hope for you, that chances are you won't make it after all. Because ultimately it is in your hands whether or not you accept the help and continue to fight for your life. No one ever said it would be easy. And as a supporter, you need to know this too. Just be there, support them. Don't tear them down and don't give up. And if they are willing, find a way and don't get stuck in that revolving door. Listen, we are all worth it. We are all capable, and recovery can and indeed happen for some. For everyone, actually. It, it, it is a devastating disorder. That's a fact. But it is not death a death sentence, regardless of how many times you fail or what people tell you. Because failure is evidence that you are still trying right? Don't be afraid to fail. You'll always walk away with something, something that'll stick. And in, in a certain moment, you might suddenly say, geez, remember when this happened? 
I'm not saying don't trust the experts, don't trust the therapists, don't trust the, the facilities. But if it didn't work once, reevaluate the program. Reconsider your next move. And don't just keep going back through the same program if it is not working and it is not changed to suit where you are. And don't ever accept someone telling you this is what will rule your life for the rest of your life because that's just not true. That's not how we are built as human beings. This podcast was brought to you by Living Proof MN. We are all worth it. For more information, you may go to www.livingproofmn.com. Until next time, love and be loved. Thank you.